Well, hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining Evolving Always Productions. You know, um, we are about helping people to evolve mentally, physically, spiritually, and of course, financially. So, and, and I have some wonderful guests on that can kind of help us with a lot of those that I just mentioned. They're a power couple. They're just phenomenal serial entrepreneurs. They very inspiring. They're so intelligent. They've got so much going on. And I am so honored that they are here to talk with us tonight. Keep in mind, um, I'm, I'm definitely glad that you're here on the YouTube, but you can also um, catch this on a podcast as well. Um, but let me go ahead and tell you about these phenomenal women. Um, they're called the Flipping Gals, but let me um, name this Michelle and Marina. Again, their name is Flipping Gals. And if you're not following them on Instagram, what a huge mistake you're making. So it's very easy to spell. It's just flipping, just one G, A-L-S, okay? So definitely make sure that you're following them because they give you just a wealth of information. They also have a YouTube, same name. Again, a wealth of information. I can't say how much you will learn by following these two, this power couple, as I call them. They also have a podcast, so there's no excuse. If you don't have time to look at a video, then you can listen while you're working out. Just no excuses. Make sure that you're following them. Subscribe, rate, um, just just do it. That's all I'm going to say. So we're going to get started. And uh, first of all, I'm going to say hello to a couple of people. Hello, Tiana. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Lissette. I appreciate y'all coming out. Hello, Douglas. Um, and we're going to go ahead and get started. So first of all, I want to thank y'all for coming out. Okay. Thanks for having us. It's a pleasure to be here with you, Terry, today. Thank you so much. Yeah. So how's everything been going for you for today? Were y'all really busy today? What y'all do? I um, took photos all morning and packing all morning, all, all day, pretty much. I still have two big items to pack. So yeah, we've been busy. This yeah, one was sourcing. And, and so one of y'all was sourcing and the other was packing and taking pictures. Is that right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so like I said, a power couple. So basically, let me explain a little bit more about, well, these ladies do so many things, but I'm gonna talk a little bit about one thing they're doing and what they're discussing right now. Obviously, they have several e-commerce stores, so they do have the source and, and they sell and they got to pack, they do all that good stuff. Even though they do have some stores that are direct demand, um, a lot of stuff they actually, they have these really fab finds that you just can't get anywhere, um, which they'll tell you a little bit more about that. Um, and they, they find them, they sell them and they got to ship them out because <laughs> they're not they're, they're, They find unique vintage items, antique items. And we'll talk more about that in a second. So that's one of the things that they do, but both of these ladies, they're just so multifaceted. Uh, Michelle knows five languages. Marina knows three. They're, you know, so fluent in three. I mean, what can you say? So if you need somebody to travel with, these might be the women you want to do it with. <laughs> But anyway, so um, that's one of the things. Michelle is in a um, thriving um, marketing firm and she loves being there. So she's not trying to go anywhere. And then she uses that skill set for one of her e-commerce, um, one of the e-commerce stores that they actually have. So that's actually really great that she does that. Marina is, she's so phenomenal. She's actually helping immigrants that come into this country legally. And she's giving them the tools that they need to actually not only survive, but also to thrive in this country. So they're doing that as well as all the other businesses that they're doing as, as well. So I'm gonna let them talk more now about their journey. So one of the things I wanted to ask you um, too is, 
what what was the first time y'all realized hey i want to get into vantage oh gosh that's you 100 <laughs> it started with a typewriter i have to say um oh my gosh okay i have a love for just vintage mid-century modern stuff but i never really like bought vintage items i just love how old looking cool looking they are um, and we went to garage sale. We started our reselling journey. We went to garage sale and I saw this really cool Olympia. That was a brand typewriter. Right. Owned by um, a lady. I think she's in her 80s or 70s. And she just shared her story about how her grandparents gave her that typewriter to become a secretary. Right. That, and many, many years ago. And she was selling the typewriter for $50. So I just like absolutely love how it's designed. It's so intricate and um, we bought it and um, we sold it on eBay, I think like a week later for over a hundred dollars. So- Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's how it got started. Yeah, and the I remember that typewriter as well because Michelle was really excited. Michelle doesn't get so excited about, I mean, she does get excited about the products, but her fascination is like with the story of where the product came from. That's her. That's what I always hear about when she sources something. She has always has a story that goes with it, and that was actually pretty fascinating. So that one typewriter was owned by one person. It was in excellent condition, very well taken care of, and then it was purchased by someone else who hopefully has um, the same affinity for like such things, mm -hmm. right? I mean, those are we source items that we want to keep. Like we would love to have them in our home, but at some point we have to decide like, okay, we can't keep everything in our home, right? Cause mm -hmm. you know, like it just wouldn't look nice to have like, you know, a store as a home, right? So, you know, we, yeah, it's hard to get to sell them, but we feel extremely attached to the items we buy just because of their stories and even just like their history and, I'm just touching the items, the old items in your hands. So I learned about mid-century modern from Michelle. So yeah, Michelle's in like marketing and branding and she has a really good eye for design. And I didn't know anything about that before I met Michelle. I mean, I know what I what looked nice and what I liked, but mid-century modern is awesome. And thanks to Michelle, now she, I'm all, all bought in. I love it as well. Like, yeah, at first I was like, eh, but now I love it as well, 100%. And, um, and these vintage items can go very well with that kind of design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it, thanks to um, the TV show Mad Men too. I don't know if you guys watch that show, but I absolutely love everything from the 60s and 70s. I'm going to tell you right now, I love the Mad Men. <laughs> I love that show. And I have a thing for typewriters. So when you're telling me about that, I absolutely love old typewriters. And, and plus, I did have to take typing, which I probably did not have to do in high school. So, um, yeah, I definitely am all into that. Someone's asking, um, how much did you purchase? If you don't mind asking, sharing. If you, if you don't, I totally understand. But how much did you purchase uh, the typewriter for? It was $50. It was actually, we, we had no idea how much it worth. So it was $50. Um, you know, we made, we doubled. Um, and I think from there we started to, we started going to estate sales and I was just m mind blown, like going to estate sales. It's like everything vintage. So, um, that's really how it started. And going to estate sales is so smart and because I can see you just finding all of these phenomenal gems. But 
and and you know i look at inventory like i do stocks so if you doubled your money hey win <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that is a win <laughs> so I, I love that i love that um what was i gonna say um hold on i was trying to just gonna put christy up there um but basically um and this happened more recently about the newspaper with uh, Hank Aaron up there, which that was pretty phenomenal too. And that's just because y'all y'all made a relationship with somebody, I guess, that sells newspapers. Can you share that really quick? Yeah, actually, we have a, a story about it. Um, it was yeah. it was it was the first year I think we were reselling. Yeah, first or second, I don't remember, but it was it was a rainy day, right? And it doesn't rain much in Southern California. So on this rainy day, she had hired um someone to to bring a camera and record the journey the day so mm -hmm. it was the first day on the job and and this young man was recording us going around at, going to estate sales garage sales and buying things right i'm just talking about it and so there was one estate sale that we went to it was the last day so last day means like everything's drastically reduced at like 50 percent the original price right so we go into this house and it's raining there's like not really anyone in there we walk in it's kind of messy it's like you know everything's picked out there's really nothing left it looks almost like there's just a bunch of trash and junk yeah. and mm -hmm. michelle walked in quickly and she's like there's nothing here let's go i'm like the detail oriented one <laughs> so i i take my time i walk through and then i like you know, I, I just take more time and I, and I ran across these three boxes of old newspapers in the, in a bunch of mess and, and trash or whatever you would call it. And I was surprised no one, I opened the box and I found stacks of organized newspapers and like a, a title page where somebody carefully wrote the titles of the papers, the years of the papers. And I started reading the headlines and I was like, man walking on the moon what and then um <laughs> Ronald Reagan yeah. got shot and J John John F Kennedy got shot wow <laughs> and when wow. I saw that I was like this is gold and I don't know anything about yeah this. that that that's insane and, and I love it so so you know hoarders we gotta love them right <laughs> right I mean yeah <laughs> So that that's how, yeah, that's how the newspaper got started. In my head, I'm like, who's going to keep these newspapers? You know, the house is empty. No one picked on them. No one touched those boxes. Right. But, but this person who has a, an appreciation for history and stationaries, she's like, no, let's just get them. Let's just try. So we ended up, um, we went to negotiate. We talked to the guy and, the, you know, he was like, oh, it's $5, wait, $15 each box. Mm -hmm. And we're like, I don't think it's worth it. Well, so. Michelle said no. <laughs> of course, I wanted it anyway. I don't care if I sold it or not. I wanted the newspapers, Michelle. But I always ask. I'm every single time, whatever decision we make, I ask Michelle for her opinion. And I said, Michelle, what do you think? She said no. And right in front of the guy that was selling it too. So the guy said, I'll give you all the boxes for 15 bucks. And then I look at Michelle, Michelle, what do you think? She's like, okay. So we took it home and we just landed on a gold mine, to be honest. Yeah. So the first paper from that box was the man walking on the moon. I think that's the one we sold for how much was it? Like 
I, I know we had three of those yeah. and we sold them all for over a hundred dollars. So. Oh my God. We made our money back. I think you said you only paid $15 for the box, right? Of the stuff, of the items. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so y'all know that that's just phenomenal. So, so one thing, um, and that's one reason why I really um, love going to Michelle and Marina's um, Instagram page, because they have such an eye for things that, I wouldn't even have phantom and i mean look at that and they just spent 15 dollars for that and look and already made a couple of hundred bucks from just those few things they probably made more than that but just what we we're discussing right then so that that's just phenomenal you can't beat that let me ask y'all this so how long have y'all been on etsy and I'm, I'm asking that question for a reason <laughs> so we've been on etsy for over a year only actually we, well we've been on etsy a little bit after we started reselling we hired a virtual assistant and she said hey i have experience with etsy why aren't you guys selling on etsy and then we said we don't really know much about etsy so she said do you mind if i start publishing your items on etsy and we're like sure i mean it's not gonna hurt us right for that to happen and so um so she did that and we really didn't get much movement in the store um but the year after that we i think we saw a couple sales so we said um you know what let's look into this and learn more about this platform we did that and then we started selling things on etsy uh, we, first of all we didn't even know like okay you should only be selling vintage items on there so we that once we we took out some of our because we we're doing everything on there we didn't know yeah, understandably <laughs> yeah. yeah so we we like to, had to take stuff out and then exchange it for vintage items and then the store started doing really well after that so that was year two that we were selling there but you know it was year two that we were selling there but it was really year one where we like learned stuff and applied it and then we saw results so mm -hmm. we are now in year three of selling on etsy mm -hmm. entering yeah. year three <laughs> yeah well i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you right now um and correct me if I'm wrong, but y'all made close to $30,000 last year, right? I'm talking about on Etsy, just Etsy yeah. alone. Cause I want everybody to, you know, the audience and everybody that's listening to this to realize these women are multifaceted. They're a power couple, they do many things. So even though 30,000 doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're talking about one stream of income cause they've got several they made from this and they just really started Etsy. So we're talking a little bit over a year. So um, the reason I'm bringing that up is, is because, and the other reason I was telling you to follow these um, phenomenal women is they decided to come up with a webinar for Etsy. And I'm gonna tell you right now, it was so informative because I, you know, I had opportunity um, to take it. It's like a three-part series. You can break it up, but I recommend just getting the, the, the con whatever you want to call it, the combo, the three-part series, I recommend you going ahead and doing that. It's set up, you know, and that works out good too. So if you don't have time to watch all three of them, you can kind of break it up and that actually helps you out and kind of build up. But it's so informative, just gives you all the information that you need to be successful on this platform, on, on the Etsy platform. So I highly recommend that you get this if you're not on etsy because i realize now a lot of people aren't so if you're not utilizing that platform you really need to be so when you go on their instagram account and go on there i think y'all use link do y'all use link tree or milkshake i'm trying to remember which one y'all use we use link 
link tree. No, we use we campsite. No, campsite. <laughs> I always get good My fault. So you'll go to their bio that is called campsite. When you click on it, it'll actually have it up there for you. I highly recommend that be something that you do because I'm telling you, it's you're really um, not, you know, coming to your full potential if you're not utilizing that app. And I will give you an example of what happened to me. Um, I, of course, have been on Poshmark for a while. I've been on other platforms as well. I'm, I'm on other platforms as well. So I had these uh, vintage Westy Lothers and I had these on Poshmark since really I started selling on Poshmark. <laughs> so really, I was consistently selling on Poshmark for, we'll say, five years. I had these up here. I saw them. I knew they were great. I said, oh, they're going to buy these. You know, I paid $5 for them, which is, you know, more than you want to pay, obviously, for a lot of times for used items. But these I knew would do well, which is why I got them. But they just sat. <laughs> they sat. I would relist them. They just sat, 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 sat. So no joke. Probably, I want to say, in November. I put those in my Etsy store. There was the only item there, <laughs> the only item in the Etsy store that I put up there and they sold in two days and I had no ratings or anything. So it was really kind of funny because I know this person took a chance getting this item from me, but they sold in two days. So I highly, um, highly recommend that you, um, you put this in one of your platforms. If you are a reseller, I highly recommend you put Etsy in there. And if you don't understand it, which I can understand because Etsy is a different platform from all the others, it really is. And um, if you're going in with not without understanding that, then you can like lose some money just the same. Does that make sense? Thank you so much, Quimby, and thank you so much for joining. So it's real important that I highly recommend you take their webinars. You won't be sorry. You'll just be very happy and you'll start making you know money in this platform as well. So um, and, and it's good to definitely um, as I'm in stocks and, you know, I believe in diversifying. Same thing when you're selling, having multiple platforms. So an Etsy needs to be one of them. So that's why I brought that up. Now, I know obviously you sell on eBay. Well, you sell on a lot of platforms that we could go on and on all day long and how many platforms that y'all sell on. Y'all sell on so many. Um, but what would you say that your, what is your favorite platform? I'll go ahead and ask that. <laughs> Etsy. Hands down, it's Etsy at this point in time. Yeah. Um, but I did want to mention, um, Etsy being discovered and with everything going on, it's just a great platform. If you're not on it, please check it out. Um, if you're interested in, in locating those webinars, um, I think Terry, you don't you also have a link on your um, link? I actually or? have a link also. So if yeah. you forget, because remember, I got it scrolling on my screen. Follow the flipping gals. Definitely come <laughs> to my site. And um, it's right up there. It's easy. It's in my link tree. But I highly recommend it. I really do because like I said, it was just, it was kind of mind blowing a lot of what you don't know. You assume, you know, but you didn't really know. And, it's, and, it, and it is a definite different platform from what I've been selling on. So it's really key. Yeah. yeah. And, and Terry, what, what we want to do is we really want to simplify all the information out there for people. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I have 
marketing background. I put a lot of presentations together all day at my job. She is a teacher. She's great at like putting information together in a very structured manner. So、mm-hmm. we really use our skills to make those presentations, and hopefully, you know, it's easier to digest for people. Yeah, that's, I'm glad you're explaining that, Michelle, because、um, def, that's how we work when we put together the webinars. Michelle,、um, she she does a really good job with the research and like making it look gorgeous, right? I come in, and then we go through every slide together. And because I do have experience as a teacher,、um, like I do curriculum planning at school, like I've been trained to do that, and I just do that every single day in my job. Um, and so I can go in there, look at the slides, and and figure out well how's this going to be received. And often, more often than not, I mean, there's just a lot of things that need to be explained, and and that's just what I do. And Terry,、um, we haven't really had a chance to t- to talk much about it, but you've seen the webinar, so hopefully、um, you saw what I'm I'm describing. Hopefully the information was easy to take in and digest. Very.、Um, Okay. <laughs> so, I'm gonna go ahead and tell it like it is. I actually took well, the first one I took, I was actually at the house, but the last two I did while I was working out, and it got me really into my workout. I was on the elliptical, and I was like, oh, and I was like, wow, you know. And so it was just, yeah, I loved it. So it's, it's not gonna be boring. It's very informative, and you'll have like a lot of aha moments. Like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, like I said, I highly recommend. That you want, you do this and consider it because you are you're not meet, meeting your full financial potential if you're not utilizing that app. And of course, to utilize it effectively, you need to know how it works. That's、yeah. right. One more thing about Etsy, and we don't work for Etsy, but we absolutely love the platform. <laughs>、um, <laughs> they actually had purchased、um, a company, an SEO、um, marketing company. Um, so they have the expertise on how to get your listings out there.、Um, they have this thing called offsite ads, which means、mm-hmm. if you Google search, if you you know go on Yahoo, whatever, they know the algorithm to get your listing out there for some reason. And we've been getting a lot of sales from those ads,、um, and they're effective. And that's why we love Etsy. We do.、And、yeah, that's one of the reasons. And, and I totally love that because, like you, were, like、uh, what are you talking about with the advertising?、Um, there's one form of advertising that they have, obviously, that you don't pay any upfront money. You only pay once you sell it, you know. And now, once I was taking this course, it really hit me why every time I'm searching for something, Etsy always shows up first because they do. I, I'm I joke with you not. It's like if I'll put something in, I'm looking for. It's like Etsy most of the time is the first one that shows up. And I understand now why that happens because they they are really on it.、Mm-hmm. Etsy is really really on it. They're they also、are. doing really well in the stock market as well.、So. That's true. That's true.、Uh, can I say one last thing about Etsy, if that's okay, before we move on, Terry? As you want. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> today is the last day of the month, and okay, the day's not over yet. But we're actually at about nine thousand five hundred in revenue in on Etsy just for this month of January. Which、um, we could, if we put in more time, we would get more. So it is definitely one of those things where you have to put in the time, not too much time. You could literally do like,、um, I don't know, a, an hour a day or less, you know. But、um, we, sometimes we don't do that. We don't put in any at all, and so our revenue could even be higher. But with our busy schedule and all the things that we do, do we do have like a podcast that we, 
you know, hold twice a week. And then we have our day jobs. And then like you mentioned, we have Etsy. And then we also have other like places where we sell. You know, have that, quite a few platforms to sell on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to add on to our, our monthly revenue. But, you know, just saying that to share with everyone, two years ago, we had made zero on Etsy. We were on Etsy, we made zero. Two years later, we're here with, you know, 9,500 in revenue. And if we were to save a little more time, we want to open another store, a third store, because as we mentioned, um, we, we feel like we figured it out for ourselves on how to make the revenue on there. We've shared it with you guys through the webinars. So everything that we know and do to this day is in the webinars. So, um, so that's the last thing I wanted to mention about that, just to give others maybe some hope that they can do it too. Giving people a lot of hope because like I said, they've basically been on it for two years. First first year they're on it really, because they didn't really understand it. So that it wasn't really productive. Keep in mind last year, like I said, they made 30,000. And, and we remember all the other things that they're doing. So that's just that was just a piece of the pie that they got. Now she just shared with you for January, we're talking January alone, they're close to 10,000. Mm -hmm. So because they're becoming more and more adept at understanding it and they're doing different stores, because obviously you can't open more than one store in Etsy, then, I mean, they're just, they're going hard, <laughs> but they're still doing all their other stuff at the same time. So it's just phenomenal. Etsy right now, the stock is at 199 So it's pretty much almost mm -hmm. at $10 a share. So Etsy is doing really well. So I know we've talked a lot about Etsy, but I just had to bring that out because these ladies can really help you um, financially. They understand it. They get it. Um, so definitely um, check their the material out. Um, so we talked about that. So, Michelle. Yeah. You've been in marketing for like a long time, right? Like mm -hmm. 11, I think 10 or 11 years. Um, longer, probably like 18 years now. Oh, 18 years. Oh my goodness. And at the same company or a different one? Oh, different. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, I know you obviously have a lot of skills on that because you create a lot of things. So that that's just awesome there. And I, and the thing that I really loved, um, I heard you talking about this the other day is that you love it. And so it's really key to love what you do. So that's what that's the other reason why I really love this couple because they're doing what they love. They're not letting fear stand in their way. They're getting things done. They're figuring it out. You know, they they have fears just like everybody else, but they keep on going. They figure out different ways to get things done. But she's doing what she loves. And I know Marina, you're definitely um, doing what you love because you're helping others, correct? Hundred percent. I don't think I could ever do a job where I didn't feel I it was something meaningful that was helping you know, other people. So helping other people makes me extremely happy. <laughs> I don't know why it just does. And I could tell that I could tell that by about both of y'all actually, it really comes off that way. Y'all and y'all are, Thanks. The, this couple is continuously helping people in the community. I can't say so much. They're always trying to help people. So I can't stress enough. Anyway, I'm gonna let y'all answer that question there um, from the grateful queen. And I want to let y'all know something about her. This is another phenomenal woman. Um, she's, that's probably as busy as you guys are. She's a therapist. Um, she has two YouTube channels, um, The Grateful um, Therapist and The Grateful Queen. I highly recommend people that are listening, definitely check out her YouTube um, channel. She's phenomenal. Uh, but this is a question she had for y'all. What do I want to tell her? <clears throat> All right. So she's asking, how many hours do you Marina put in for reselling? I'm also a part-timer and only get like 15 hours a week or so. So, um, 
So last year, I, I would say, I'm just going to speak on my part. I put a lot. I was literally any hour, any minute I have, aside from my full job, we basically put into reselling. Um, but this year, I think we're trying to take a little bit more time to do some self-care. So um, what I've done is really put in a very strict schedule. Every morning, um, you know, I would wake up and morning would be, mornings for me would be photo time. I would take photos in the morning. And then we would get into our daily routine, work, you know, go to, go to work. And then evening time would be listing time. So I put in about four to five hours a day on a weekday. And then on weekends, probably about, you know, six hours. So 12 hours. So 12 plus um, uh, five times five, 25. So quite a bit. <laughs> Not that we're calculating. We never thought of that. Yeah, I, I figured y'all were because I've seen your packing <laughs> things going on. And because, um, and Quimby is actually a really great question um, to ask them. Um, they have to spend a little bit more time probably than some people because of some of the items that they sell. They have to package in unique ways. So like, as opposed to um, apparel, shoes and things like that, which are, are very easy to pack. They, they have very, um, sometimes they have antique items they have to pack, um, ton of vintage items. And you just have, there's a different way you have to go about processing this to make sure that it gets to the customer with no issues. And um, I know y'all got multiple stores. Is there one store that you can give the name to for a, Mrs. Janice Marie, and thanks for joining, Janice. Hi, Janice. Yeah, um, we're we're happy to give uh, you know your community the name here of our stores. Uh, one is just flipping gals, like our name, um, and we do have another store that we don't we don't really share it with our um, you know in our community because we're resellers and everyone who's in our community they're also resellers, which is fine because we're and here to, you know, to teach. You don't really and... have to share that, so okay. I, I prefer, so let's go to the okay. flipping, the flipping gals, obviously go there because you'll see some of the items that I was just discussing that they um, have that are very unique, um, vintage finds, antique finds, um, really nice stuff. So definitely um, check that, that site out. But um, they are right. Uh, and the reason why didn't mean to be rude to them and cut them off, but I do understand what they're saying because they have issues with a site that they have of people stealing their designs because Michelle, um, she's in marketing, so she creates a lot of unique designs. And then they have to spend some time, unfortunately, because people take their designs <laughs> and try to pass them off as their own. So it's been really kind of touchy. And, and as, as they are already spread out on time, it's, it's best for it to kind of like, if they can find ways to possibly not run into that. <laughs> so I have to say it That's that way. That's true. Thank you, Terry. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a print on demand store. So, if you if you do anything artistic, um, those are just things that you normally have to watch out for. Whether you're writing a book or you're creating, you're a creative, like creating anything. And so um, those are some of the things that you would run into. You know what Terry mentioned. Um, it's just part of it, though. So um, so thanks, Terry, for saying that. Appreciate it. Yeah, but um, they do have quite a few stores, and and if you're a creative person, you're just gonna love Etsy. 
And I know quite a few of these wonderful um, people in the audience are. So definitely take advantage of that because it's open to everybody. Um, And like I said, you'll learn a lot from um, taking their Etsy course. But if you're creative, go out there, do the direct ship. Just make sure you're doing your own design. Right, right. (laughs) Anybody else. There's room for everybody to succeed. But when it comes to creative projects, it's, it's the room is to me just really vast because everybody has different mindsets as long as they remember that and don't try to copy others, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I know y'all do, y'all do Poshmark. Um, I think y'all did Poshmark. Y'all, unlike other people, y'all did Poshmark later. Is that correct? Or am I incorrect about that? Yeah. Yeah. We did Poshmark later. Actually, Marina was the one who, pushed me to do Poshmark because I'm like I don't get this app it's like why do you have to share your closet that's so stupid <laughs> and I'm like I don't have time for that so but then you know what I think um, I think Leslie introduced us to Poshmark right well or, no 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 Leslie did not introduce us to Poshmark my cousin introduced oh, okay. us like a couple years before she told us she's a young a younger person and she used to sell her clothes on there so she would tell us about that um but leslie did help us leslie a uh, research passion she helped us to sell our first item That's so true. we've heard stories like oh you know people love poshmark because it's easy to use and they like list their items and they sell fast that did not happen for us we listed our items and nothing sold for over a month like not one thing and so we elicited leslie's help hey leslie why is nothing selling for us so she went in and she gave us some tips we um, immediately updated those tips. I don't remember what the tip was at this point. Do you? Mm-mm. Yeah, but it, with her tip, the item sold like in a couple of days. So um, we are definitely grateful uh, to her for that. We will never forget that. Um, but it was it was a challenge for us yeah. to sell our items on Etsy at the or I mean Poshmark at the beginning. Yeah, it was. She gave up, and then I was like, I'm not gonna quit. I would sit for hours all day long hours on the weekend like share like following people and like sharing and like I just don't know what I'm doing but I'm not giving up because I see other people are successful in this app <laughs> and, you know that's so funny um I could see you doing that and and y'all have a cool <laughs> y'all have a cool closet in Poshmark too y'all have some uh, cool items in there as well but that's so funny because I can really see you doing it you're like I can't wait to finish it <laughs> But the cool thing about Poshmark, unlike other platforms, obviously, is the community. That's the neat thing about it, because as I've met so many people, um, is the community. Uh, it's it's just phenomenal. I, I love it. It's almost session. Well, you know, ironically, I like sharing, um, but but I am funny though. So I like sharing if people have interesting stuff, but then if they don't, then I'm like, oh, I'll do like a few items and I go to the next. <laughs> I, for some reason, I do like sharing. I, I don't know why. So basically, when I got on the app, I, I just I just did it. I, I liked it, but I was always like, if if someone's you know place you know closet, I guess was kind of boring. I'm like, oh, share a little bit. And then I keep on going. <laughs> and then some people that would have like such awesome closets. You're just like, I'll just be in there sharing. And I know, and they'll probably like, what is wrong with this person? I'm never gonna be able to share all that back, which I'd never want them to, to share all that back. It's just that cool stuff. And I'm looking. <laughs> oh, Janice. And so are you. 
So are you, Miss Jan. I love Janice. She's like the sweetest person. She's one of one of the um I met her at one of the posh fests. I wanna say probably probably 2016 or 2017. I can't remember. She's so sweet though. But um anyway, so yeah, uh I, I do love that. And and like I said, I love the the part about the community. Did y'all get involved with the um IPO when it dropped? <clears throat> if y'all don't mind. Yeah. We're embarrassed to say that we missed the email. Otherwise, we totally would have been all over it. So how about you? Hey, hey, don't be embarrassed because I can believe it because you get so many emails from them that you're just yeah. like, okay. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, and the only reason I think that I caught it was because I knew they had said something about it. I don't know. I really don't even know how I caught it, to be truthful with you. But I did. So I got in. Yes. But what's so funny is after I did that whole process, but I already had a Fidelity account, so it was really no big deal. So it was easy for me to get involved. But I forgot that there was a couple of apps that you could have got in early without even having. And I literally forgot about them until the day because like my husband was like, well, you know that you can get in early with. I said, why didn't you tell me that earlier? Because I could have shared that with some people that <laughs> I said, but you know what? I'm glad to know that now. <laughs> I totally forgot because like I, I'll get in certain brokerage accounts just for the free. They'll give freebies, like free stocks, whatever. And then I don't do anything with them. I just let them sit. And one of them was Webull. I got like two stocks from them. It was like $5. So I've got like $75 in there because one of the stocks went up. Nice. And I did nothing with that account, but that's that is an account that you can actually get in on IPOs early. Wow. After the fact, I said I could have helped so many friends that missed the email <laughs> or that did not qualify because not everybody qualified either. So right, to get right. in on a direct share um, program. So anyway, interesting stuff. Good to <laughs> know. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good to know. It's like, thanks, son. You should tell me that earlier. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it does definitely. So let's see, I'm gonna go over some random stuff here. So tell me, Marina, about your time in Paris. Oh my goodness. Oh, that was like the best part of my life. <laughs> Being in Paris, not even joking. Um, yeah, so I, I went there when I was 19 to study. I studied abroad there and uh -huh. I was um, one of the majors that I majored in in school. I majored in two things. One was economics and one was in French literature. And okay. um, economics was like the serious major and then French literature was like for fun, right? Because I've always been interested in in the culture. I don't know why or the, the langu languages in that culture. So um, in high school, I got into learning French. And then um, when I was in college, you know, I didn't know what to study. And I said, mom, what should I study in college? She said, you should study economics because, you know, in our family, they had an investment firm and they said, my mom said, I'm going to, you know, go in and help the family business and work in the investment firm. So that's how I chose economics. But anyway, back to, to French literature, I had the opportunity to go to France and I, and I took, and I studied economics in French. Everything was in French when I was in Paris and I studied French literature, right? Um, mm -hmm. But when I was there, life was so different than life in the US. So life in Paris was like um, very, very social. Like everything is about socialization. 
and about spending time with friends. It's so crazy how it's so different because I feel like the mentality in the US is like work, work, work. Everything's about work. Their work started at nine in the morning and people took their time, you know, and dinner was like at 8 p.m. So you're eating dinner at eight. You don't go to bed until like probably at least midnight, like at the earliest, you know, I was a weird, the weird foreign exchange student. I was in bed at 8 p.m. <laughs> because like <laughs> I, and I was eating dinner like by myself at five because that's like what I'm used to doing. Um, but it really opened my eyes to so being more social and like enjoying life. Like when, before I went to France, I hated food. I had like issues with food. Um, I was like, um, like eating disorders. Like I was like anorexic and bulimic and I was skinny and I hated food. I didn't like food. After I left France, I, I learned to enjoy eating food. I know it sounds crazy, but, um, I appreciated food. So my culture i'm i'm mexican right i was born in mexico and i immigrated to the us so in my culture my family grew up eating mexican food i didn't like it i didn't like tortillas i didn't like beans i didn't like any of that and after coming back from paris when i was in paris it was so odd i was like oh my gosh i need mexican food like i want to eat a taco but it didn't exist over there so like, <laughs> I was like going to the grocery store and looking in the international section for like a tortilla and like, you're supposed to get a taco with a corn tortilla, right? But I found a flour one and I was like, hey guys, to my friends there, I'm gonna make everyone tacos, <laughs> you know, like to the best of my ability. And when I came back, my family threw like a big welcome back party and it was like all the Mexican food. Cause they said, you know, <laughs> it was like my request, like, hey, you guys are gonna have a party for me. And they're asking, what kind of food do you want? I was like, can you please make it Mexican? Like I just, it was it was just so weird how I had to go to France to start appreciating food and then in turn my culture and the food in my culture, so. That is so hilarious on so many <laughs> levels, but actually I relate to, not me personally, but I relate to not liking food at all. I have a couple of friends like that. They just don't like food, but they'll eat it because they know they have to, but they just really don't like it. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, growing up as a kid, my mom used to make me eat what they call soul food and I hated it. Oh. And then she literally made me eat it. Like I had to stay at the table. I'd be like at the table for hours. Oh. I'm not even going to tell you how the story was really horrible though. But anyway, uh, what I was going to say is I love any type of Hispanic food. I was going to say Mexican, but it's just not Mexican. It's like right. <laughs> it could be Cuban, Puerto Rican, whatever. Yeah, so I was adopted. So I always thought like before I found out more information about my biological parents, I always like, I must be Spanish. I said, <laughs> be. I say, you know, cause I love the music. Every time music come on, I'm like all into it. <laughs> and then I like love, love the food. Right. And, and, and I was so wrong. Um, at least I think I am anyway, cause I don't have like the full of what my father was. I was just told that he was like African-American, but my mom, she's from um, Austria. So I'm pretty sure. No, <laughs> she's not Hispanic, but anyway, <laughs> but yeah, it's, funny. I, I, I it. it's so funny, Terry, um, because that's how I felt when I was in France. I was like, this is my blood. And I didn't know, but coming back, um, after I came back, I learned that in my family blood, actually, I do have French in my blood on my grandmother's side, my mom's mom. So, I mean, oh, you could very well have some Spanish blood and not know it. I feel like it does like. It, it doesn't call you, you know, like. 
I it, it may be it may be on yeah. my father's side because you yeah. know they may not it just like right, they assume right. that he was just black you know possibly I mean like I said on, on my um, biological mom's side it's probably more than likely a no <laughs> 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 but um yeah but yeah I just knew it I was like I was gonna find I said yep I'm gonna find this out I said this is gonna solve the mystery but it did not <laughs> but um you know when I go to New York and and anytime I go to any of the um cities like Chicago, New York, LA, they always assume I'm Puerto Rican. And so I always have people come up to me and speak Spanish. And I do understand it. I don't really speak it as well as I should. And I need to study up on it more. So, but it, I always get that because, you know, I, oh, I, I, I look Puerto Rican to people. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. And I agree with you, um, Quimby. Uh, that's not something that they cover much in school. And that's something they really should be covering in school because that's how um, people, they need to know that information and, and they're not getting it in school, which is unfortunate. It's really unfortunate, definitely. And going back to what you were saying about Paris uh, real quick, the thing that I really like about Paris is like you were saying how they, they do not really go out to eat much. It's most of the time they're cooking from home. Is that not correct? That's absolutely correct, 100%. Yeah, and I and I love that because that's something you know. Um, people in the United States are we're we're very much consumers, mm -hmm. and I just think that's so key. So I, that's one thing I remembered, and I don't know if this is true. You can tell me if this is true or not. But do they have like two hour lunches, or is that incorrect? That's an understatement, Terry. Can I can I tell you a little story on the lunches? Yeah. So um, you know, a lot of really cool, neat experiences and. and culture shock really um, mm -hmm. when I was there but I was invited to a lunch on a weekend like a Sunday lunch um, mm -hmm. and it was about a six hour ordeal I was <laughs> yeah I was <laughs> yes and I'm not joking and it's funny because like here we're hungry and we get like 30 minute lunches and sometimes it's like 20 minutes and you just like try to shove as much food as you can in so you continue working um, and it's like you know we focus on eating I don't know. I think if quickly in our culture, mm -hmm. but over there we were having lunch and we start with the glass of wine and I'm, and I'm hungry. Like I want to eat food, but nope, it's like a glass of wine. And then little by little, they're bringing out like little things to like snack on. So it's like maybe some snails or whatever, you know, you're just snacking. And again, you're socializing. It's all about socializing and you're laughing and you're telling stories and then come out you wait a little bit and then, okay, the, the, the meat is ready. So you have like a couple slices of meat mm -hmm. and it's just so different. Cause I just, we're here. I want my big plate of food and I just like want to like shove it in my face and I want to feel like, happy. <laughs> like I just want to like feel full and happy. But I was like going crazy over there being served. Like, so like every hour I'd get like a little bit of food and then like the next one's like the salad. And then the next, the next hour I get like some cheese and then like the next hour, maybe some yogurt. And I'm just like, I, it was, it was tough to get used to, but it is really beautiful. You know, that the focus is on spending time with each other. And I feel like if we do that here, you, you have to develop like a new level of patience for that. But I do appreciate the culture and, and so much focus on just spending time with people and appreciating each other's company. It's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I, I totally agree. And I think it's something we should implement because the reality is um, the French are actually very healthy people. They're very healthy. They're not at all overweight. 
Um, and this is really key uh, because one of the things is when you're rushing to eat your food, it makes you kind of want more because you're kind of thinking you're not full because the body is real tricky like that. So like you, if you're eating fast, which you know, we have these short lunches. Some people have 30 minute lunches, which to me is absolutely ridiculous. But then, you know, we have an hour lunch and sometimes it's still the same thing because if you have to travel, if you weren't prepared to bring your lunch, which I highly recommend if you're out working that you should just, you know, bring your lunch, obviously. But let's just say you do travel to get your lunch and then you like scarfing and throwing it in your mouth really quickly. Um, and that makes you more hungry because you think you're not full. So they have a process where, you know, they're eating a little bit at a time, you know, several, like you said, different mini meals, so to speak. It's just it's just much healthier that way. That they, they are definitely you know much more healthier. And yes, they do drink wine, but none of this really impacts their health. It really doesn't. Yeah, probably, it actually enhances it probably more so than anything else. And I remember going there two years ago when people are having their meal, they don't look at their phones at all. Literally, oh no, my gosh, zero phone. <laughs> Whereas here, I think everyone is basically like scrolling, even though they're even eating, you know? So. And so that's another way that that right there, it causes another issue too. Yeah. And, and that's so good, Quimby, that you're doing that. You're just, you're really enhancing your family's life. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I totally agree. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's true that they don't. And, you know, I remember that book. It's funny. I didn't remember it until you mentioned it. But thanks for bringing that up. Lake, is that Wonderlust? That's a pretty cool name. But, yeah, um, they don't. So it, it makes so much sense. Uh, you know, it's they have a like like uh, Marina was talking about. They do have a different relationship with food. And we, we need to change our relationship with food. And that, that'll be how we really change and not be the country that's so <laughs> Because sadly we are. But anyway, um, Michelle, so you speak five languages. My goodness. <laughs> Among all the awesome other things that you know how to do. So anyway, what are your five languages that you speak? Well, actually, I do. I speak three dialects of Chinese. So there is Mandarin, which is right. pretty much the universal Chinese language. There right. is Cantonese. Um, it's a language in Hong Kong and Canton. And then I speak a, a dialect called uh, Fukien, which is like my mother, my mother. It's like a, like a province dialect. Um, okay. I speak Filipino because um, I did live in the Philippines and my mom was actually born in the Philippines. Okay. Um, and I speak a little bit of Japanese and English. <laughs> <laughs> and you speak English very well. So I can only imagine that the other languages you do do the same. <laughs> But the Philippines is so interesting because I almost went there one time. I did for for like a uh, a job. I almost went there <laughs> one time, uh, a call yeah. center, as a matter of fact. It's so funny. I didn't get a chance to go, but it was so close. I would have loved to have gone. Um, and I think <laughs> obviously that might be directed to you, Marina, possibly. Yeah. And I haven't so seen that, so I'm going to have to check that show out. I definitely am. And uh, yes, Lissette, I totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. It's powerful. Power couple, two phenomenal women. Just just really phenomenal. But um, yeah, so that that's cool in itself. So you also met David Beckham. So tell us about that. 
Oh my gosh. Um, so that happened many, many years ago. I wish I had a picture to show you. Um, I went, so it was a work lunch. It was my mm -hmm. birthday and my, mm -hmm. my boss was like, well, where do you want to go? And I said, I want Cuban food, right? And it's a really hole in the wall place. Mina has been there. It's a hole uh -huh. in the wall place. It's not fancy at all. So, you know, we went to the restaurant and, um, and my coworker starting my, our team, my coworker started staring at this guy. He had like a bunch of tattoos on his arms <laughs> and he was by himself. So my coworker was like, I think that's David Beckham. Oh my God. And, um, and then we all started staring at him. <laughs> um, and what happened was one of my colleagues went up to him and said, Hey, Mr. Beckham, it's my friend's birthday. Would you mind taking a photo with her? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, sure. So we interrupted his meal oh. <laughs> and you know, he just like said hi to everyone and he took a photo with us. So I could totally share yeah. it with you. That is so nice. And obviously the food must be good. Cause you know, some of those places that like look like a hole in the wall have like some of the best food. And I guess he knew that too. <laughs> yeah. And there was no paparazzis. Nobody knew he was there. It was just, it was an awesome moment. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, he seems like a cool person too. So that that's funny. I can kind of see that for some reason. He's like, I'm just eating the best food um you know possible okay yeah i'll take a picture with these ladies and then i'm gonna go back to eating yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what i did very but humble yeah. guy and yeah he, he looks like that type. he really yeah. does for some reason I, I look at him he looks like that um uh, what was like your taste so um and you lived in three countries so so what were the three countries you lived in i, I mean obviously you told us philippines and of course you live in the united states what was the other country? Philippines, Hong Kong. I was born in Hong Kong, born and raised, moved to the Philippines, and then I moved here um, to go to school, to go to college. So basically, you were in Hong Kong before, uh, I think they did a change with the government. I forget exactly what they did. I know there's a change with the government. You, you left before then, correct? Yeah, it hit the nail on the head. I, I left that same year, as soon as China took over Hong Kong we left and we moved to the Philippines because a lot, there were a lot of rumors. A lot of people were saying, Oh, you know, there's going to be chaos. And so we moved. Um, so it was nice. I'm so glad y'all did. I'm so glad y'all did. Yeah. It was, it was a mess when all of that can, it still is a mess actually, unfortunately. It's so, worse. Um, yeah. And, and I think they were supposed to allow, um, people that had passports in Hong Kong were supposed to be allowed to go to the UK if they wanted to. And I think they're trying to shut that down, which is just really horrible. That is a horrible situation there. Um, so you have, you said you had big feet. So I, was, so I was like, um, and I'm not laughing at you because obviously I do too. You know, I, I, I wear, I'm a 10 and a half to 11, but it's just, I'm not used to people saying <laughs> So tell me, I feel like there's a story behind this for some reason. They're probably really not even big feet. They're probably like a size eight or something, but go ahead. Tell us the story real quick. So I don't have, yeah, like you said, I'm not 10 or 11. I'm an eight and a half, but I think, and Marina, why don't you tell that story? She has a nickname for my feet. Oh, no. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. No. Oh, gosh. Okay, fine. Um, yeah. I, 
saw her uh, feet clonkers. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm only saying it because she wanted me to say it. Um, her feet are not really that big. We we have almost the same size feet, actually. But you talk about your feet. I think it's how I walk. It's how I walk in the house. I think when I walk, like the house would vibrate. Oh, you're, you're heavy footed. Yes. What's the term called heavy? Well, I don't know if that's really a, that's probably a ridiculous term I'm saying, but like my parents, because they're really country, they would call it heavy footed. <laughs> that really makes any sense. That's, that's a good, cool. well, now we have a name for it. That's exactly what's going on. So every time I walk, like the house would vibrate. Um, <laughs> so, oh my God. I love that. Because I can tell you're probably about that big. So that's really hilarious to me, actually. So she would say, watch your clunkers, watch your clunkers, because she doesn't want me to step on the dogs. Um, <laughs> because if I have to guess, Michelle, what are you, five, three, five, four? or am I totally off? Huh? Oh my god, you got it. Five four. Okay. So so yeah, so <laughs> but actually ironically, um eight and a half is the average size for a woman. And that's good to know because when I tried to source, I always try to get that size. <laughs> I mean I do. I always try to get that size. I'm like, thank you. I love this lady. She is so sweet. I, everybody that's come out, all my friends, I appreciate y'all. Y'all are just so phenomenal. But yeah, I always try to get that size is eight and a half, between eight and a half to nine. You know, usually you won't have a problem selling those shoes. But if you get my size, size 11, which I do sell them, they will sit for a while. I'm just saying. Because <laughs> you know, 5'10 is the average height for a man, and I'm actually 5'10. So I think the average height for a woman is, I want to say 5'7. No, no, no. That's not correct. I think it is actually 5'5. Five, 5'5, five. Five, 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 I think is the average height for a woman. But anyway, just a little uh, tip that I thought I would share with y'all if y'all outsourcing, do not pick up size 11s unless you don't mind them. <laughs> Because <laughs> they would sit for a while. But anyway, so I said I would have to ask that question because I said, I, I bet you she does not really have anything. <laughs> so I'll go there with that. Um, but ladies, I can't stress enough because, um, you know, time is money and these women, they're about their coins, which, you know, that's why I love them. So I appreciate y'all coming out. Y'all remember, follow, follow these ladies. You definitely want to follow them okay so i've got their you know name it's been on a banner for a while so make sure you're following them but yeah i'm five yeah i'm five ten yeah i would thank you janice see you got such sweet people up here thank you janice i, I would look really strange with a size five shoe i i agree with that one but um so make sure you're following there. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube. I think they have YouTubes um, every Tuesday and Thursday. Is that correct, ladies? Mm -hmm. Yes, every Tuesday, Thursday, 5.30 Pacific Standard Time. And if you miss it because you're watching another YouTube or you're doing something else, you could catch us on the replay on, um, again, youtube.com slash flippingals1g or on our podcast, the Flipping Gals podcast, which is on Spotify podcasts and Apple podcasts. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's, it sure is. So definitely on catch them. And remember what I told you about Etsy. You don't want to miss out on that pie. Anyway, everyone have a wonderful night and thank you everyone. And thank you, um, Lisette. Yes, please, you know, smash that thumbs up everyone. I appreciate y'all. Everyone have a very blessed night. Bye. Thank you for having us, Terry. It was a pleasure. You Thank you so much. You are awesome. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Hello, Nisha. How are you? Hi, I'm great, Terry. How are you doing? Doing great. Hello, everyone. Um, I want to thank you for joining the podcast. My name is Terrilyn Dupree. This is Evolving Always Productions. As always, my mission is to um, help you to evolve mentally, physically, spiritually, and financially. Today, we have a phenomenal um, woman online. Her name is Nisha Howell. She actually um, has e-commerce businesses, and uh, one of them she'll probably talk about more so, um, and you can also find out more about her, which I'll have attached um, in the comment section of the podcast. But uh, we're going to go ahead and get started, and Nisha, go ahead and then more. Hi, everybody. My name is Nisha Howell, as Terry was so nice to say. Um, I am also known on Instagram as Geeky Niche, G-E-E-K-Y-N-E-S-H. And um, I most am known for being a six-figure Amazon seller. And I currently just put out a book for new sellers, How to Get Ungated Easily. I'll explain ungated a little bit more later. Yes, and that's so important. And we will definitely talk about that because um, that's kind of the most essential thing um, is her book. And we definitely will delve into that more. Um, but she's just a phenomenal individual. She's very helpful, just very kind. She's also on Clubhouse, too. So if you're on the Clubhouse um, app, she's up there as well. So um, we're going to just go ahead and get started just talking about a little things. So basically, I know you're a mom of two. So um, boy and girl or? or, or... Um, my daughter's the oldest. She'll be 20 this year. And I have a 15-year-old son. Wow, you do not look like you have a 20-year-old. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. She looks like she's 20, for real. <laughs> You'll see in the picture that I'm going to have. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so you love Converse. Totally understand that. So yeah. so what's your favorite color? Um, My favorite color yes. is orange. Definitely orange. Well, that's awesome. So you got an orange pair of Converse, and I'm taking it, right? <laughs> yeah. I do. Um. But I always like, you know, I like different funky ones, too. They, you know, that's the thing about Converse. They are, you got to get your classic colors, your your white, your gray, your black. I had the most in interesting pair of Converse that I actually sold on my site. This was a long time ago. I want to say probably about four years ago. And I don't know if you have a pair like this or not, but they actually are, I guess they're knee tops. I, I, I don't know if that's the appropriate word for that or not, but they come up to your knee. Yep. And uh, they were so cool looking. Do you have a pair of those by chance? I have had a pair in the past. And I think I just bought them because they were funky and never actually wore them. Right. But I, you know, <laughs> I, have, a, um, I do have a pair that's like kind of studded out. And, um, you know, the ones with like the rhinestones and the, and the spikes on them. Mm -hmm. I think that's most eclectic pair that I have right now. Oh wow! I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. Uh, you're gonna have to do a picture for so I can see those. Unless yeah. they are on your post, I'll have to check that out. Um, well, yeah, I'll it's so funny that you say that about the knee tops because when I got them, someone was like, "I can see you wearing those." I said, "Well, actually, I can't, but I do love them. I love looking at them." I said, "But I'm just gonna sell these." <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, somebody got some use out of them. Um, yeah. So talk to me, um, in 2016, you had brain surgery. Talk to me about I that. Definitely did. Um, I'm prone to having migraines. I've had migraines all my life. It's like a weird story. Like I always tell people like I've never been terminally ill, but that was a, that was a, that was a tough situation. Um, so I'm just glad to be here, but 
I've always had migraines and I kept, they got, they got worse a little bit during like 2015, 2016, I went to have an MRI and they told me that something that was looking like a, uh, an enlarged pituitary gland was actually now a tumor on my pituitary gland. Oh my God. It was really, really nuts because I found out November, like a day before Thanksgiving, and then January 4th, I had my surgery. And they wanted to do my surgery in, um, in December because they, they said the, where the term tumor was, it was pushing on my optic nerve. And that's why I was having issues with my peripheral vision. So they were like, if you don't get it done, like you could eventually go blind because it keeps closing out that those, you know, I mean, your side view, that peripheral starts to close until it's gone. Yeah. So, one of those things we were lucky we caught it when we did and um that's what my I don't know if you know saw the post the other day where I was talking about my um my eye why I don't really post pictures a lot because of my eye mm-hmm. and uh to the brain surgery there because there's some like nerve damage on that side that makes my eye look lazy <laughs> well I think you're beautiful so I I don't know I don't know about that. <laughs> and I like and I like that you put geeky because it's like you wear these cute glasses. So <laughs> I just think it's awesome. But that is interesting what you're talking about pushing on your optic nerve because um, that's kind of with your peripheral vision going, that's kind of like some of the symptoms that someone that has glaucoma goes mm. with. And you're right, that would have, if it they didn't weird. get it fast enough, you would have gone blind. That's true. Yeah, that's bad. Like I wouldn't have, um, I didn't, what really caught me off guard was I kept seeing these rainbow arcs on the side of my vision and wherever I turned my head, they would be. And I was like, what is that? They were like these rainbow zigzag arcs. And the thing was, is when I said it to a neurologist, he was like, whoa, we got to get you an MRI. Like they knew right away what that was. So I was like, oh, wow. Well, you know what I mean? Like, so I guess like my, my message to people would be like, definitely like, you know, stay in tune with your health state. You know, we're busy. We're entrepreneurs. We're working hard, but Pay attention to your body, you know. I, I, you could honestly, and that's what this this show is about. So I'm glad you said that because people will ignore stuff, and and like you having migraines, you'll be surprised how many people ignore <laughs> having headaches. Um, yeah. I'll give you an example. Um, my brother was having really bad headaches, and he was ignoring them, mm. and then he didn't do anything about it. Um, one day he fell down, and he couldn't get back up. So wow. his wife had to call the emergency room and now he had an aneurysm. So, you know, that, that guy. So definitely when you're getting really bad headaches, you want to get it checked out. Now, granted, there are people that do just have migraines. We know that there are people that are just what we call migraine sufferers. And it's not, you know, I was they don't have anything. Yeah, but, but, but then you had something major. So you don't even have migraines anymore, correct? No, I absolutely do. I still get migraines. I just. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry about that. It's okay. They, you know, they're, they're few and far between. I honestly, as I've started to change my diet over time, I stopped drinking. I'm not vegan or anything like that, but I stopped drinking cow's milk and I stopped drink, eating dairy pr- so much. Like cheese is the last thing I need to give up. But I found somebody put me, I can't remember the name of it right now, but somebody put me on some vegan cheese. So I don't, I, I basically don't use any dairy products anymore. Uh, and I think that was a big part of it. So that you triggered know. that triggered it for you. Gotcha. I think, I think uh, as you change your diet and you eat a little bit more clean, I think it all just kind of you know it helps out a lot. And I just tried to make changes where I, where I could, and mm-hmm. then if like it helped, you know, I don't I eat a nasty diet anyway. I don't eat really really eat bad. But when the more you hear about milk and 
what's in it and everything and dairy products and how they're processed. I just started to shy away for just for health wise. Yeah, I, I do uh, drink organic milk. I, okay. I do that. And um, I mainly do it because I'm, I'm 52 now and I worry <laughs> about calcium and some of the best ways to get calcium. Milk is one of them. Of course, that's not the only way. There, there right. are like quite a few other ways to get calcium as well. But I do um, do that. And I haven't had issues with dairy, but but you're right. You do. I know for a lot of people, you do have to watch out for dairy. And I, and I definitely would recommend if you're going to do dairy, do organic. I totally agree with that. I'm still stuck at you saying you're 52. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty girl. <laughs> I was trying before. I saw the live the other day and you were like, I don't, you know, but you're like, I'm, I came on today. I'm not wearing any makeup. And I was like, girl, beautiful. <laughs> like, you do not. I would never, ever guess 50 cents. Well, well, thank you. You're so sweet. I, I'm a firm believer in less is best. And then you you, yeah. and then you have a great point, too. Diet is very essential. So I, I don't eat a lot of... I try to eat very healthy as well. I'm not vegan either, like you. But um, I'm kind of more so... I consider myself pretty much a vegetarian, even okay. though I do eat eggs. And I will okay. eat seafood from time. So actually, it's really a, another term if you eat seafood. I'm just forgetting that right now. I think it's a sagittarian or something. I'm not sure if that's correct or not. That's great, right? When you eat just fish, you don't, you know, you eat everything. With yeah, exactly. So I just try to limit it. So um, so you are into crystal heal- healing. Tell me a little bit more about that. You said you own about 100 crystals. Oh my gosh, I love crystals. I talk about my <laughs> <laughs> Crystals in my bra. Sorry if it's TMI, but that's where they are. They're in my bag. I broke my phone one time because the crystals were in my bag, and I was all right with it. I gotta get protection. It's okay. Like I for crystals. I have so many. I got into crystals 2019. I was still struggling with not 2019. Excuse me, 2018. Okay. Um, I think um, I was talking to somebody. They were telling me about Reiki. It was after the brain surgery, and I was still having, like, whatever issues, just kind of, I don't even know, like, still getting headaches and stuff like that. And somebody was telling me Reiki, and then one of my other friends, a really, really close friend of mine, she was starting to explore her, her love of crystals or her interest in crystals. And we went to a crystal store, and just I fell in love. Every little so I still have the pictures of the cards of the first crystals that I purchased and um, the energy that they give off and just, you know, knowing what I know and how they coincide with chakras and everything. I kind of just delve deep into that, into that whole like um, spiritualistic, universal, I don't know, realm, I'll say. And um, and ever since then, I've just been hooked and I, I talk to people about them and. I have students who are like, Miss Howell, come grab these crystals and stuff and show us what to do. Or, or I'm- <laughs> love it. Aura, like, or they'll be like, what's that space you call it around us? I'm like, your aura, we got to clean it up. So that's right. It's, uh, so I'm, I'm very, very deep into, into my uh, crystal. It's a labor of love to get them outside to, you know, for, for to charge them up in the full moon because there's so many. There's really, really a lot. Yeah, because you have a hundred of them, you said. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, so, definitely. So you take them out at nighttime is when you're getting them charged, correct? Full moon for a full moon. Oh, just so you wait until the full moon cycle yeah. is basically okay. That makes sense. That's when you charge. Yeah, you charge crystals in the full moon. They can get charged in the sun. So like the sun charges, but like when you want to get your get them good and charged up, you know, that full moon energy is 
is what's is what's going to do the job. It's very cleansing and everything for him. So I take all of my stuff outside. I try to, but it's a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, I can understand because you're you're really into that. You're gonna make me research that now. It's very, very I feel like we're gonna probably end up doing a topic just on that pretty soon. So, so no to to wait for me on that because I'm going to because it's very interesting. Oh, so obviously, um, so obviously you've been in civil service mm. for the last 21 years. So, so what do you do with that exactly? I um I I work in a public assistance office. Um. Mm -hmm. I've worked in all different positions in the office. I'm currently what they call my is an employment specialist. So, but I don't really have a, a caseload. Like a lot of people have caseloads at my job. I am lucky enough to run a program um, called the Learning Link, where we work with adult dislocated workers who are trying to get into new fields um, that, you know, they're, they're out of work and they want to get into a field of employment that's outside of what they've normally done. So what it is, is we issue grant money for, it's just, a, it's a federal, it's federal funded, but we, you know, we issue grant money for people to get training and they get up to about $4,500 and this is from state to state, but they have to mm -hmm. pass adult basic education. If they don't pass the test, they end up in my class. So I do adult basic education, life skills and employability skills for um, the uh, people from ages, that can enter my program as young as 16 and on up. My oldest student was 76 and I, I it, she was a mess. She was a hot mess, Miss Margo. <laughs> but she still comes back to see me and everything, but I deal with them. I love it. I love it though. So she's still, you know, trying to get things done. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Miss Margo will not stop working. I just, I wouldn't stop working eventually. I don't want to work forever, but I just love her get up and go. Like, so a lot, a lot. Some, of, some people really love doing it. They do. And mm -hmm. Inspiring. It makes me want to do. It just makes me want to stay active. Maybe not live their life exactly, active, but I want to. I mean, she salsas and everything. I'm like, yeah, Miss Margo. Like she's 76 and still will. Like I'm. I'm from Jersey, so she was like, yeah, I traveled into Harlem and I'll go to salsa class and go to salsa night. I'm like, oh, what am I doing with myself on a Friday night? She sounds so cute. I love it. Firecracker. So yeah, she definitely sounds like one. So this is funny. Um, you joined the army to avoid telling your mom that you were academically dismissed for college. Now that's hilarious. So tell us about that. I went. I went. I went to school. I got there, but I only wanted to play volleyball. That was the only reason why I wanted to go to school. And um, I didn't. I love volleyball. Yeah, I didn't have the best senior year in high school. So uh, the coach at Kane College in Union, New Jersey, took me on. At a, you know, just like come on, you just, you need, you need a chance. You need somebody to do something for you. And um, I went out there. I just didn't want to be at school. I just wanted to play volleyball. And um, I got this letter saying that I was being, you know, first I knew I was on academic probation, never told my mother, uh, staying on campus and everything. And then I got a letter saying that I was being academically dismissed. And um, she and I had been talking about, she had a friend who was actually in the army reserve or whatever, and they were kind of toying around with the idea and, you know, talking to me about it. And mm -hmm. I got that letter and I knew she was paying for some of that tuition and everything. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to join the army. I know that's right. Points <laughs> like that. Uh-uh. My mother, single mother, she was getting that master's degree and everything, working that job and stuff. I was not about to mess with her and that money. I was like, let me get out of Dodge. I'm gone. And when? Yeah, but 
But the cool thing about it is you, you went to the military, but you still ended up finishing school. Yeah. Um, I know you did that. So that's awesome. Yeah, I did. And then you even um, started reselling and pay off your student loans. So that's another win. Because I did a hot stint in the art. It's so funny because I got medically chaptered out. I was having headaches and all kinds of stuff. They medically chaptered me out. So I have a I have an honorable uh, discharge from the army. I'm not a vet. And I came home and lived my life. It wasn't until I was 37 when I told her that. I told her. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was, I'm sorry. That is it's Alaska, girl. I was like, lady, um, I need to break this down to you. <laughs> she was like, what, me? I was like, yeah. I wasn't messing with you. I got there. I know you're scared of your mother. You'd rather go deal with Uncle Sam and them versus actually trying to, you know, confront confront whatever so so how many years later was that there had to be a lot of years oh my later God. that you made it to tell her 19 <laughs> i told her 37 yeah it was almost 20 years later oh my god <laughs> i love it i love it uh, you said you said you waited to that right time you said well let me go to tell her now yeah. <laughs> got us on the topic of stuff i think it was just saying like all these kind of crazy things that i had going on and she was like yeah when you were 17 you lost your mind i said oh did I? I said, oh, well, it just got crazy because I, I, I think all parents think that when we're teenagers, you probably really didn't lose your mind. Right. It's just that when you're teenagers, you change so much it, and parents don't know how to handle that. You find yourself, you know, you know you're just kind of coming up your own. <laughs> exactly. You're trying to figure things out. <laughs> and I love that you have 30 plants in your house, which that's going to help your health. Oh, yeah. So, you, oh, my goodness. So what, what are your favorites? Uh, my snake plants. I, yes i love snake plants love, oh my god they grow the best um i don't do well with um like suck like aloe succulents and stuff like that i cannot grow aloe i can like i have a corn plant i had to cut down because it was to the ceiling people come get pieces of my plants when i'm giving them away and different i can grow anything except for al aloe i kill every piece of aloe i bring in my house and i i actually want to learn how to grow aloe because it's such a a, a phenomenal plant that really everyone should have access people to. say um, that's what they tell me they said you should leave it alone it doesn't require much attention like you're giving it too much water something maybe i'm over watering it but it's like it's a cactus essentially like right i think i guess not essentially yeah it's 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 a succulent yeah it's a succulent so yeah it shouldn't need a lot of attention but i'm gonna research that because i actually want one my, myself I and the reason why is because every time I go into Walmart, you know, they sell the big, um, I guess, aloe leaves yeah. that you can buy that they have already cut off. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, obviously it still has aloe in it. Um, but I, I was saying to myself, I just want my own plant, you know, yeah. so I don't know. And they grow really well. You just got to go to a, a whatever grocery store or whatever or, you know, and get a and get an aloe plant. Home Depot. I don't like Home Depot plants, though. I ain't even go. I'm sorry, Home Depot, but I don't like their plants. Every time Home Depot plant, I think they mistreat their plants. <laughs> their plants. Yeah, I think I've got something from um, Home Depot one time, and they died kind of God. pretty fast, which they really shouldn't have. The kind that I had got, they weren't supposed to die as fast as they did. So, um, yeah, I totally agree with that. So you're obviously an extremely interesting person, <laughs> and like I said, we'll probably be doing some more talks because I uh, you have quite a few interesting things I'm, I'm loving um, hearing. So basically, we're going to get into the aspects of um, Amazon. That's one of the things you do. You, you're, you know, you're a serial entrepreneur, but obviously Amazon is one of the things that you do. Be. 
and you and and you realize that um, you got into the business and you realize that a lot of people don't know how to do certain things and it takes them a very long time. So let's talk about gated and ungated so everybody understands what that okay. means. So with Amazon, when you first get an Amazon account, because I, I like I like dealing with new sellers. Like I feel like that's, you know, those are the people who really need help to get to catapult it. So when you first start selling on Amazon, you can't sell anything really. You can sell in a couple of categories. Um, you can sell, you know, you can sell some brands and stuff like that, but it's like serious process of elimination. And most times when you are uh, researching a product, it's going to say requires approval or you need, you know, apply to sell, you need approval to sell an X category and brand. And that happens more times than not when you're a new seller, when you first get started. So once I started, um, once I, when I, I started to get, a, you know, kind of get my, my footing together with Amazon, I realized in order to, you know, in order to sell like everybody, you got to be ungated and stuff. But I found some cheaper ways as I was working with my students and when I was teaching my daughter to sell on Amazon, where you could get ungated really, really fast and, 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 and open up the floodgates for yourself so you don't feel so defeated. Because once you're ungated on Amazon, like the, 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 the opportunity to profit from it is endless. There's a, there's a lot of money out here for people who don't have a lot of money to start a business to get started in Amazon. But it's just that one step, that one little step where you got to, that one hump to get over. I, I totally agree. And then there's so many uh, companies that try to charge so much money. And, and, um, and, you know, like you said, some people don't have a lot of money to start off with. I know my husband's running into a situation where they wanted him to put an actual credit card on when he was thinking he had to put a card on file because I guess he's trying to do the professional. Okay. He put his debit card, I guess, which I would have thought that had been okay as well, but they wanted an actual credit card. Were you aware of that? Right. Or you, you, you know what I'm talking about when I said that? To, to get his Amazon account started? Is that... Well, it says he has an active account. It says he has an active account, but like every time he tries to list something, anything, like as he start off with a book, I say, yeah, just start off with a book because you know, typically they'll let you do a book unless it's, you know, a new right. book. And they kept giving him a message about credit card. He would have, you know, ask seller, send seller central a, a, a message and ask, you know, to contact them and ask them what it exactly is that they need. But a debit card is fine. Whatever checking account, debit card, I've never they. They actually told him to put a credit card because they were saying that he had a debit card up there and they were saying, well, you can't have any prepaid, even though I've never thought that a debit card was a prepaid. I was like, a debit card is not a prepaid, uh, but they were telling him a credit card. It didn't make any sense. I really don't I know. Was, but anyway, I was just like, you know, Amazon is kind of tricky, though. But go ahead. I'm no, going to let you I, keep talking they, about gated and ungated. They would, no, I would just say, seriously, re reach out to customer support, you know, on and ask them the question because... You should be able to use your business, you know, whatever checking card, check card, debit card that you use. I understand a prepaid card. No, but definitely a, a bank account, a bank card is acceptable. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's what we thought, too. So it was kind of a bizarre, but um, I, I don't know. He's gotten a couple of weird responses. So we'll see because he we want to hire you. That's that was why I brought oh, that up. So we will once he gets that resolved. Yeah, because I'm like trying to figure that out. But anyway, so I know you do like um, coaching one-on-one. -on -one. Tell us a little bit more about okay. that. So I offer a, um, 
a, a coaching system, I basically, you know, a program where it's a more of a, a mentorship. So I kind of, I hold your hand. It's a two week intensive program. Um, we days mm-hmm. of intensive training where it's everything is virtual. I do. It started out as something that I did in person because it was, you know, people locally like Nisha, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You know, asking what was going on. And I was able still at the time with COVID able to go out and show people more so. But now I've converted it into a two week program where we do two days of intensive training where I go over all of everything, Amazon uh, shipments, this, that, and the third. And then for two weeks, you have access to me for, for a mentorship where we do, uh, you know, calls within reason. You can call me, we go over shipments, we go over whatever. I'm basically, um, your on-call Amazon seller. So we go through whatever is real world terms of service as Amazon is updating things. I'm updating you. And, um, I just, you know I mean? I work with you, work with you for two weeks. And then even after the two weeks, you could kind of say it's a four week because I check in with you for another two weeks where we do a zoom, you know, where I, where I stay in touch with you just to make sure that you're on the right path. But the whole point is for me to show you the basics, to introduce you to three different business models within Amazon, the retail arbitrage, online arbitrage, and, and a little bit of the wholesale business model and um, get your footing. Like I, it's more of an introduction. I mean, it's for people who want to do it, but it's more of an introduction. Like, listen, this is what you can choose from, and this is how you get it going. And um, it just shaves off months and months and months and months of research for a person, you know? Yeah, and I, and I think that's really great now um, because, you know, people need that sometimes. They need that extra push. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your ebook. The ebook is, and I'm, I'm sorry, the, the um, is ungated for cheap. So, like I said, people don't have a lot of money. No, they don't always have a lot of money to to, to enter in or to, to start the business and then think about, you know, inventory. Number one, when you're first starting out, the inventory, like the, the overhead for Amazon is, is, is pretty low. Like you can you can start running that business for about three hundred dollars a month, actually less than that, because in the beginning, you're not even going to need a repricer. We could talk about that a little bit later. But the book, um, mm-hmm. it opened it. I came up with a system to a concept, really how to order products for you get the best bang for your buck so that you can do one order, one shot, everything all on one invoice, Amazon. So I can back up a little bit. I apologize. In order to get ungated in a category or brand, Amazon requires you to submit an invoice of what shows that you made a purchase of 10 units of that product. You know what I mean? Category or brand. So if I want to sell, if, yeah, because they had a lot of issues with counterfeiting. So people were like, I can't, mm-hmm. like you can, like, getting, I couldn't just sell Nike. I had to get, I had to submit an invoice that said, I bought 10 units of Nike from a verifiable distributor and I, please let me sell in this category. And they review your invoice and right. like, okay, you, you're, you're getting products from a verifiable, verifiable place and now you can sell them. But when you're getting started, you want to sell more. You can't sell groceries. You can't sell topicals. You can't sell medication. You can't sell anything that's personal health and safety, uh, over the counter stuff, my system. And when you buy the book and you apply the concepts within days, you can, you can get on gated six days. There's a guy on one of the guys on my, on my Instagram account, six days, he ordered his products. Six days later, he was ungated in six categories. 
six categories and brands. Like that's big when you're a new seller. I did a consultation last night. Um, young mm-hmm. lady, she ordered, did her order on Tuesday, got her invoice on Wednesday, and she woke up and, and submitted the invoices yesterday. She woke up this morning to being ungated. Actually, she just posted um, today in her story. I think it's on my in my story now. Uh, ungated in topicals, baby topicals, Burt's beeswax, all kinds of different because. And, and we're talking about since Tuesday. Tuesday, mm-hmm. she's been selling for a little while now, but once you open up these, you know, these floodgates and you can get things going, it's like, it's it's a game changer for your Amazon account. Game. It is a game changer because that's the thing they talk about all the it's time. It's, it's huge. Yeah, um, that's one thing you always hear, gated, ungated. Of course, I know some people, they didn't know what that meant, but yeah, been knowing my- what that meant. So yeah. <laughs> dollars mm. though like that's my thing including shipping like i in the book you guys will if anybody grabs the book you'll see like um the i put in a couple examples of the invoices there's one of them because they canceled some of the orders some of the products on my invoice i ended up getting ungated in a bunch of stuff or one of my students ungated in a bunch of for 80 bucks that was still including the shipping like you can get it's 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 cheap it's not the minimum orders I usually would say for anybody is a hundred dollars. So if we're just trying to meet the hundred dollar minimum mark, I, I, between five to 10 categories and brands that book will get you ungated. in, if you just follow the steps. And to get this phenomenal book, everybody that's listening, um, all you have to do is go on geeky niche, which is geeky. And um, everybody should know how that's spelled, but if not G E E K Y, Nesh, and it's N-E-S-H. It's, it's niche, like a long E. I'm sorry. There. Yeah, niche. Okay. I'm sorry. Long E there. <laughs> she's right. Um, so geeky niche. And um, so N-E-S-H at the end of that. And you click on her link um, tree and you'll see that her oh, book's yeah. there. So definitely um, get it because you, you just can't beat it. And um, I, I just think it's I definitely priced everything for new sellers you know what i mean just because everybody thinks things are so expensive like i didn't want to you know not beat anybody over the head or anything like that i just want people to get the information well it's like you said sometimes when people are starting they don't have a lot of money initially so it's best like you said to you know they're they're working off of a limited income um that they can actually put in it but they still want to do it because there's a lot of potential just like you said um, so I, I love it. And you also just want to follow her on our Instagram because she posts a lot of positive content, just positive Thank in you. general. And that's what I, I love about it. So just a lot of positive uh, content, just just phenomenal. So you definitely uh, want to check her out. She's a very friendly person, as you can see. So now I know your goal uh, for... Amazon is like um, 300, oh, 400,000. 300. This year, I would correct? like to do 300,000. Oh, if I, I think you could do 400. I'm going to say you're going to do 400. <laughs> I'm telling you, if I do 400K, I'm getting, I'm getting ready for Q4 already. Like, I'm not even really, but like, I can't wait because it was so much fun. I had so much fun making all that money during, during the holiday this year. I had never experienced anything like that. That was 
Oh, yeah. That's smart that you're getting ready for it already. Oh, my God. I love that. I love that you're, you're preparing because you're right. That is a big quarter. I, I totally agree with you. And you, you're getting prepared. You're getting your stuff together. Mm-hmm. So do you um, do you use like storage I, I rooms out, or? I was, wait, I was it was crazy because I recently moved at the end of December. And um, mm-hmm. I, so now I have a garage and <laughs> I can so much more Perfect. and there's that you know and there's shed space too so everything has changed because my kids were like mom how much more stuff are you gonna put in here like it was we had I was buying pallets during Q4 everything they were like mom and I didn't have a but it was going so fast so it wasn't like I was storing it in the house long because I was getting rid of right. it so fast and sending stuff out and but it it was it was fun it was a lot of fun I love well, I can relate because I got like a warehouse oh. thing going on in my house and I hate it. So we, we get to work something out. <laughs> We're looking for a place with a garage because we, we need that ourselves. Definitely. So I can relate to that. And I know my son would definitely um, love a change <laughs> in that for sure. Um, I was going to ask you something. It was stealing. Well. Oh, okay. So let me ask you this. Um, do you sometimes ship stuff to Amazon for Amazon to, I guess, ship yeah, out? Does that make sense? All the time. Do you understand? Go ahead. I'm sorry. All the time. That absolutely okay. makes sense. It's called, um, th- those orders are called fulfilled by Amazon. I'm actually looking over there right now at some boxes that go out today. Um, 100 units mm-hmm. or something out, something like that. 200 and some units of products out today. Um, FBA, which is fulfilled by Amazon, is when Amazon... Uh, houses all of your items, products in their warehouse and deal with all the customer service and the orders and everything for you. So, which I think that's the way to go. It really is. (laughs) It's the easiest way to, to go, you know, because that's where you get to automate it. You can completely remove yourself from Amazon FBA where you're not. And that's my goal is automation is where I don't touch any of these products eventually. You know what I mean? Yeah, except to just ship it out to them, right? I don't want to ship it. I don't even want to touch it. I want to just be able to be like, okay, I researched this and this is what it is. And I'm going to ship this stuff to Amazon. And these are things that I go over. I, you know, that is an option that I tell people in the course, like you can, the, one of the last things that we talk about is how to make this a business and not a job. So like if, you know, you remove yourself from it where you can automate it. And that may not be what the person is aspiring to, but I want them to know that that's an option, you know? Well, see, I, I think everybody should um, inspire to do that. I, I really do, um, because why wouldn't you? And so my question is, I know initially, obviously, you would have to ship it to Amazon. And I've heard some situations where they will try to get you to mm-hmm. divide shipments um, yeah. to different warehouses. Um, do, do you know workarounds uh-huh. for that? Or you just, what, what do you do People in situations like that? People say there like are different, that? you know, tricks and, you know, ways that you can try to cut down on split shipments and everything like that. But I I don't really delve too much in them. I don't, they don't split my stuff up too bad. I don't, I don't know if it's, or if I've just been lucky. Uh, This order that I have going out is going to three different warehouses, which isn't that terrible, but whatever. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, but kind of like, right. The only time it's bothersome is when it gets down to something like when you're sending out smaller shipments, and uh, they may split your shipment mm-hmm. and then you send only and they have one item going across the country. And for that one item, it eats up your entire profit. You know what I'm saying? So like these are. 
Right. That makes a and lot of things sense. like that. We, yeah. you know what I mean? Growing pains with Amazon. So we learn, okay, we need to send in larger shipments to cut down on, you know, the, the things like this happening. So whereas you're, if you're sending in more, th- more items, you're less likely for Amazon to split your shipment with one item going someplace, especially if they're little items that don't have a high profit, you know, or high profit. That. And that makes so much sense what you just said. And and like you said, I, I love the way your your mindset, because mindset is everything. So basically you're preparing. If you have like a small amount of something, you're gonna kind of obviously wait until you get the right amount mm-hmm. to go ahead and send off. But yeah, I totally agree with being automated mm-hmm. um completely. And that that is the goal everyone should be striving for. I agree. Now, do they do things where um I don't know do, does Amazon offer direct shipment shipments um, opportunities? And what I mean by that is, so you can understand what I'm saying. So like with Etsy, you could just get with a provider and then you don't have, ever have to like, touch the product at all. You can create whatever, you know, like t-shirts, mugs, stuff like that. And that company would actually send it off for you on the Etsy um, platform. Like, Does Amazon do something similar? Like, like drop shipping? Say that again. Yeah, drop shipping. Correct. Amazon, I think, it was like uh, frowns upon drop shipping or whatever. I'm not, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's against their terms of service, but I believe Amazon frowns upon drop shipping. But I'm not. Don't quote me on that, because I just have never done it. So you know what I mean? Like, I'm not an expert. No, no, no. You're totally fine. The only reason I was asking is is because Etsy provides that service, but basically uh, for people like you know, you can just connect with um, a person and you put on your Etsy account, and that's something that they they do. So I didn't know I, if Amazon partnered with anybody, you know, somebody that maybe does T-shirts, mugs, stuff like that, that you can kind of create in your store, and you know, obviously you would it. never have to touch the that's product. Amazon and merch. That's what I was. Wondering. I do a merch dot mm-hmm. Amazon. That's Amazon merch. You can create. Yeah, you get a merch.amazon.com. That would where you would sign up for a merch account. That's how I do my. T- Damn right, I thrift T-shirt. Okay. I do that through through Amazon merch, and then I'm trying to put it on a couple of other platforms. So you know, print on demand stuff. So it, basically, they do. Then that's cool. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. I mean, it's just called Amazon merch. Yeah. It's merch is mm-hmm. what it's called. Yeah. Excellent. Merch, yeah. Excellent. Amazon. Yeah, Amazon merch. I want to say merch. Now, so would you, when you do that, would you do like a different store or are you connected to your, just your main store? Well, How does that work? To me, you know? and forgive me if I don't know in depth, but for me, it, it all uses the same password because it's all on the same, I guess on my same, you know, same account and whatnot, but it's different and stuff right. with different store names or different like brands. Well, because when you, first, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. So. I'm 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 such a right. when it comes to anything like that. I just like literally dabble with Amazon merch, but I think it's just I mean why not? If you can have it up there and you can make a make a little bit of profit off of it, like why not? And it's you know you get approved for. It. And you're and you're do, yeah. and you're doing it, so that's cool. You 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 know enough that you're doing it, so you know exactly what I was talking about. So thanks, because I was wondering about that, because I I was like you would think that they would do that, because I know they started. They have a division uh, for people that are mm-hmm. um, into crafting. I know they did that, like, I think, what was it, two years ago or something like that, I want to say? I think it was two years ago. I think it's called Handmade. They do, like, a hand, like, where everything is, like, a hand, kind of like an Etsy where things are handmade. Or they launched some type of, right. where, you know, where that store for people who do their own stuff. 
who do their right. They sure did. They sure did. So yeah, they're they're diving into a lot of stuff. And then guess what I found out just recently, but you probably already knew this, but <laughs> I, I just found this out. So so Walmart yep. has they, a marketplace now. Do. I'm actually I think like my homework tonight was already for this week. I have and we were all supposed to do a little bit of research or try to at least attempt to set up a Walmart account. But they asked for some documentation that I don't think we had readily available. But a lot of people are like, yeah, get into Walmart. I'm not opposed to it. I definitely think it's something that if we're reselling and this is what we're into, it's definitely an account to look to look into scale. Oh, I I definitely think so. I, I just found out about it yesterday. Um, and that was because I ha happened to like hop in on a last minute of a clubhouse okay. um, talking about it. And then I think she's going to have another meeting um, about it. And if I like find her name again, because oh my goodness, I've got like if she if she has yeah. one, I'll try Hold to ping you. Okay. So um, but she talks about it, but I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm researching it. Um, I have some of the stuff that they have, but I realize I don't have the um, paper format because mm -hmm. they were asking about the EIN. And I think I lost the paper because I've had it for so long. So I'm, I'm going to need to get that resent out to me. But yeah, I was researching it too because I was like, I said, that's interesting. I said, I didn't realize they had that. So yeah, but I'll definitely ping you. And I know people that may not be on Clubhouse, it's a, it's a, um, yeah. you have to be on the iOS. Um, to join Clubhouse and you actually have to be invited in um, for people that may not be familiar with it. But if you do get in on it, it's just a wealth of information. Um, you can get in different um, rooms it's and, really, and learn a lot of great really, things. Really, really uh, so, huge wealth of knowledge. You, sometimes you're in there and it's just what you get to hear or sometimes you just get a message that you needed to hear right then and there. Somebody, you know, just whatever piece of information, something might make something click for you. Or another business owner is having the same problem and they shed light on the whole thing. For, it's just a, a lot of good information going on in Clubhouse. It's so much. And you, you've described it in a nutshell because sometimes, you know, I'm very yeah. um, intentional with my time. And sometimes, like, I, I sometimes I'm not mm -hmm. even able to stay in rooms long, but I can be in a room long yep. enough, like you said, to catch a gym or to catch a message that I needed at that time. So you've, you, you, nailed it and you know I've, I've done some rooms and you know who knows maybe you and me and you can do some rooms in the future together because you know I, I love helping people so but um and we would love for you to join us if you are on clubhouse to people that are listening to this podcast um so what else was i going to tell you so definitely go to instagram okay. to geeky niche and again it's g e e k y N-E-S-H. And I am going to actually have that spelling in the um, the um, the de description of this, you know, podcast. So if you're driving, obviously, that won't really help you too much. But when you get home, you can check it out and actually go to our Instagram because you definitely need to get that book. It's a must. You do not want to start no, an Amazon account without it. And then... No, People like again, make sure people if you're out there get a business and get before you start an Amazon account get a get whatever you got to do in your state get a get a business get a registered business and get an EIN that's the that that's gonna change the game for you and start with a professional account I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you Tim but no you didn't you didn't interrupt me and you're right they want a professional want a account. account I totally agree you don't with want to you sell on an individual um, account you want to get it registered as a business and you want to get an EIN it's going to make the book make sense it's going to make selling on Amazon make sense 
it's just those that's just ground like foundation for you so I just want people to know <laughs> I'm sorry listen no no you do not apologize because you're right listen to Nisha <laughs> she knows what she's talking about so listen to her um so definitely do that because this is this is big business amazon Not going anywhere. is big business um yeah it's it's about to be a trillion you know a trillion dollar company it's it's right under apple apple was the first trillion dollar company but amazon's like right there so um and for a while jeff bezos was like the richest man in the world so we gotta keep this in mind this is a very big business so you want to get a you know part of this, you want to take part in it. And then like she was saying with Walmart, I totally agree. You need to have multiple streams of income at all times. And Walmart has always been the company that wants to compete with Amazon. And I'm not mad at them. I like that part of Amazon. I mean, right. I like that part of Walmart is what I should say. They're always been out there. They've always, they're probably actually, Walmart they, probably is have the that biggest competitive competitor spirit, for like, Amazon. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, they do. And Walmart, the things that Walmart has that Amazon doesn't have was the store presence, which of course, you know, Amazon's working on that to a certain extent, but still Walmart takes the cake on that. So now Walmart's going into their territory. So I just think the whole thing is interesting. And I have stocks in Walmart for sure, because I'm going to tell you, Walmart, Walmart's not playing. They do not play. Yeah, and they've got into the delivery with some of everything now. So they're getting you that stuff that same day. Walmart. Same day, you're getting it. Walmart so Plus. they're out their there as well. To Prime. Walmart again? Plus is their answer to Prime, right? That's what it's called. Yes, it is. You're right. That's exactly right. Walmart is not playing. So if you're in the stocks, I, I would highly recommend um, investing in Walmart. Um, and they do dividends as well. So you can't beat on that. Amazon, you know, of course, has always been a great company, but I think Amazon stocks are like 3,000 plus. Plus, you can get fractional shares. I, have a, of I, was, I got so. a little bit of Amazon. I don't have, I don't have no, I don't have a share, but. <laughs> yeah, I, it, that was one company that I was like, because it was so much, I got, like you said, a little bit of fractional shares on it. What I've been waiting for, and I don't know if it'll ever happen, is for it to actually do a split, yeah. just like um, Apple and Tesla did. You know, because I, I, yeah, I have a lot of um, Apple stock. I'm a firm believer in Apple. Like I said, that was the first country, first company that made a trillion dollars. By the way, I gotta so y'all keep you, that in mind. I gotta talk to you Apple stocks. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a newcomer to the stock game, but I, I, I've done okay. You know, I've done, I've done all right. Well, we can talk anytime. I'm there for you because I, I actually love talking about it. So yeah, anytime you want to talk about, it, we can do that. Yeah, um, what I was going to say uh, about Apple is when it comes to investing anyway, you, and you're starting out and you're new, right. you kind of go with something, think of long term. And and think about this. Can no. you see a world without Apple? Right. And this is to the audience. You really can't. Just like you uh -uh. really can't see a world without Microsoft. So even if you're just, so if you're just getting started, those are definitely two good stocks right there you want to go in and invest in. No way. Because those companies not, aren't going anywhere. I am trying to say, <laughs> yeah, but I can't see a world without mm -hmm. Amazon. When you see, when you think about how Amazon is, you know, how they've set up their infrastructure as far as just web services and all, you know what I mean? Like everything that they have. 
Amazon's not going anywhere either. I totally agree. Uh, for me, I'm trying to be strategic with Amazon. I do have a little bit of Amazon, like I said, but I I didn't get in at the price that I wanted to, and, and I should have. There was a there was a time that I should have gotten into Amazon, and I I guess I felt like it wasn't going to go higher at the time, which was silly, because at that time it was probably like eight hundred dollars, which really now I laugh about that because that's really nothing. And I was I was picking between the two, and I said, "Well, I'll get Facebook instead." Which I wish I never did that. Now, don't get me wrong; Facebook is not a horrible stock, by the way. But I did, and I did make money from it. But I got like a whole bunch of shares of Facebook instead of Amazon at the time. And I said, if I had it to do again, I definitely would have gotten to Amazon because I I would have never thought Amazon would go up to three thousand plus a share. <laughs> it's amazing; it really is. But you know, Shopify is up to like wow, I didn't understand. What is it twelve hundred a share? Yeah, yeah. So Shop Shopify is, is a huge monster too. So yeah, anything dealing with e-commerce, like like you're saying, Amazon, it's definitely not going to go anywhere. I'm I'm just really right hoping they say, okay, let's do a split, so more more investors can come in because that's the purpose of the split. Oh, so and I will be on it <laughs> big, big time. I, I I won't make that mistake again. I I definitely was like. I said, I tell my husband all the time, I said, yeah, if I had to do it again, I would have not got the Facebook mm. stock and I would just, just got the Amazon uh, with that money that I had at that time to invest. So what are some other things? Um, so what would you like to tell, what are a couple of other things you would like to tell people um, considering right, um, Amazon or new to Amazon? It doesn't that much money to get into it. I mean, obviously the less you have to, to put into it, the, you know, you're not going to make the money as fast but it can be done like the slow and steady there's nothing wrong with slow and steady with amazon because it i think you know uh, one of my mentors always says like you're just one product away you know what i'm saying like you could find one really great replenishable product just out searching you know sourcing in the store and and and, and be able to go around and get that item from all the other surrounding stores in the area and be able to get yourself going like you can source free books. Like people give away books all the time. Like you can source books, get a lot of free inventory and see what's up with books. And there's just so many different entry points. in. so don't feel like you need to have a ton of money in order to start Amazon. Like, you know, the more, the, but like, you don't have to have. Right. A, a you can build, you can build up to what you need basically. Cause I like what you were saying about the free books, for example, because there's so many ways to get free books. I mean, there's a ton of ways you can go to like next door and you go to Facebook marketplace because sometimes people want to give these things away because they're trying to move and, you know, books are bulky and a lot of times people you can like say, I do free them. people put out so, ads. That's how I used to do it. My mentor, um, my world, we were out here, um, telling me, you know, all these different ways to get people to donate you books, do free book removal, pick up, let people know that you pick up free books. You can get free books. Like, Hey, I remove books. That's right. That's it. And, and I love the way you say that. That's so smart. Um, that's perfect. You can um, throw it out there because you can even put that. You can actually uh, post that on next door or post that on Facebook. No, even like if you and post then, it on your, on your oh, Instagram sorry, or on your regular Facebook, you know how many or in these uh, garage, go check in these people who are having garage sales and stuff like that. I, I used to go around to the garage sales at right. the end. Because by then they're not giving, you know, they're like, just take it. We'll give you the whole this for whatever. Or like, you can just have them. Like at the end of the garage sale, when people are really desperate to get rid of stuff, 
they're giving away like all these other extra books. Even the end of it, it's a state sale. I mean, there's other booksellers out there scanning books, but still at the same time, if you're trying to come up and you're just starting out and you're looking for just a cheaper entry point, you're gonna you're gonna get down and you're gonna and you're gonna do what you gotta do. Right, and and I love that's great advice. And even keep what? in mind yes. too, people that on the library. They sell the library, and they, um, they give some libraries like you pay for what you know, pay what you <laughs> want, the or they're like five cents a book, 25 cents a book. It's not books are a great, 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 great entry point for, for sellers on Amazon. It, it can be a little more slow going versus starting getting on gated and everything right away, and then you know, start selling. But however, you go at it, you don't have to have thousands of dollars to get started, and you don't have to um nisha lost part of what you were saying but like she was basically saying you don't have to have a lot of money to sorry get i think started. my screen time you, i don't know you why don't. I oh go ahead i, I got you. Like you don't go ahead. There, you don't have to have thousands of dollars. People shouldn't have to, and and don't let anybody tell you like an ungating service that you need to pay thousands of dollars to get ungated and and something. In some instances, you may that I just don't know about, but I've never come across anything where I, I've ever had to pay more than two hundred fifty dollars to get ungated in a category. Right. So so you may overall per category pay about 200 something per category. But if this is going to be a business for you, you want to go ahead and do it. It's going to be a game changer. It's definitely going to be worth it for you in the long run. That's the way I look at it, um, because like like we said, Amazon's definitely not going anywhere. And people are always ordering from Amazon. Um, always. That's not something that's going to change. Um, and when you send something out to be fulfilled by Amazon, and this may be a silly question, so just let me know if it is or not. But when you're sending stuff out, so you, um, to be fulfilled by Amazon, that product's going to be a prime product, correct? Mm -hmm. And see, that's the neat thing about this for everyone um, as a business owner to keep in mind. You're putting your stuff in that category because people don't like paying for shipping. And people are always doing Amazon Prime because at one time, granted, not everybody was because at one time, way back when, Amazon Prime was really just about the shipping. You wouldn't have to pay the shipping and you get your product as soon as possible. Now, I've been doing Amazon Prime back even when it was doing that because I loved yeah. ordering from them. I loved getting stuff right away and not having to pay for shipping. However, we know Amazon Prime has, you know, their streaming and service and their streaming service is really excellent. Amazon has an excellent streaming service. So obviously when you're a Prime member, you also benefit from that. So like we were talking about before, Amazon's definitely not going anywhere. This is a big business. Um, you definitely need to follow Nisha. I'm going to have the information so you can follow her, um, get her book. And then um, once you get your account set up, go ahead and establish. Um, she's obviously going to have like mentorships that she has. Get with her on that. Um, to help you get, you know, started. But, you know, obviously the book really is going to be um, the, the real key, <laughs> the book. 
Get the book. It's so no, it's just because it's just it's just helpful. <laughs> I really I really like just how helpful it is. And people say when they read it, they feel like they're talking to me. Like that was the best compliment. Like Nisha, I feel like I'm talking to you when I when I read the book. I'm like awesome because I I come across like I just I you know what I mean. Like I never want to come across gimmicky, guruish. You know what I mean. Like I just I just want people to to get it just to get just to have that understanding because it it's not it's not it's not rocket science. And, right, and you totally don't come across that way. You come across to me, which is why I definitely wanted to uh, have you on. And I'm definitely going to have you on again because you, you have some interesting topics we're going to talk about besides Amazon. But anyway, but you come across as a very kind person, and I and I love that. And you like to. I want everybody to win. I, I honestly do. Like I, and I say it over I and get. over again, like a, a broken record. But somebody told me one day too, like Nisha, that's what I love about you. Like you really genuinely want everybody to win, and I really genuinely do. Right, exactly, because that's how it should be. You should should definitely want people to win. I, I'm in firm agreement of that. That's what I'm about. I want to help people, and I can tell you're about that. So I got that from your what I call aura. <laughs> so I got that. It definitely um, went off. But we are definitely going to have to talk about some help um, situations. I'm going to get with you on that because you seem to have some uh, really great information on that. So I want to thank you for taking time out um, to talk with us today. You've given such a wealth of information uh, for a lot of people that I know that are wondering about this market. So I appreciate that. And again, like I said, I'll definitely be having you as a guest again. You're phenomenal. I, I really appreciate your time. So I really thank you for that. And um, I hope you enjoy the rest oh, of no, your day. I really appreciate you having me on. Last words you want to say. Uh, I felt really, you know, you get nervous and stuff, but I felt good. I felt good about having this conversation. It felt like a conversation. And um, I, I just appreciate you. And just people just don't, you know, don't be scared to start. Don't be scared to start and, and, and don't be, and, and don't feel like it's hard. Don't feel, don't feel defeated when you do start. There's great information out here and there's a great community. Amazon sellers, there's a great community That's out here for Amazon sellers to get help. It really is. She's so right about that. So just just get started. Mm -mm. That's the Not main a, thing. Yeah. Um, don't no, wait for things to be perfect. Start. You know, just get it done. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, thank Before you so much. Time. You have a fantastic day. Okay. And I'll talk with you later.